My next guest is a young Norfolk native who is wise beyond his years. He has many accomplishments and has high aspirations for the future. Chase, welcome to the show, and thanks for making time to be here today. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem, dude. No problem. Um, I know we've been talking about doing this for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've helped me with a lot of the ins and outs of setting all this up and setting up the stream stuff, and it's been a, been a long oh, yeah. road. It's, but it's been a fun process, that's for sure. It's been a great process. Uh, I wanted to get you on because I know you are... Uh, you're just like I said in the in the intro. You're just wise beyond your years. You're young. How old are you? Uh, Nineteen, almost twenty. That's crazy. <laughs> you're in your you're in the middle of your second year of college. Yes. Yep. I'm a. I'll be a, a second semester sophomore here soon. So, it's uh it's it's crazy. Life's life's wild right now. I'm experiencing a lot of new things. It's 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 it's, it's fun. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, I'll, we'll get into more college here in a little bit, but um, I kind of wanted to go through your high school experience. Yeah. Here in Norfolk. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, um, funny story. I, uh, I've been in and out of different, uh, private and public schools. Uh, growing up, I went to a public school then I switched to a private school for, uh, I think it was fifth through eighth grade. And then in high school, I decided to switch back to public school. So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of changing dynamics with a lot of different things. Um, was that your decision or was that kind of a yeah, mutual was, decision it between was, you and your parents? Um, I guess switching to the private school um, from fifth to eighth grade was kind of my parents' decision, um, but also me. Like, I was okay with it. Uh, they thought it'd be a good thing for me. <clears throat> um, I, I was going to a Lutheran school, um, but I guess I went through a lot in those those four years at that private school, and I just kind of thought uh, it, w- it was best to switch to back, back to the public school setting, um, especially just there was a lot more... Uh, a lot more range of people, um, different groups I could fit into and just bigger opportunities for me. Um, so that was a big reason I wanted to switch. Um, so, uh, I guess there's so much, there's so much to tell you, I guess, about high school. What do y'all want to hear? Well, I mean, how was your, your high school experience at the senior high? Uh, I would say my experience was honestly amazing. I can't, I cannot, uh, fathom where I would be or what I would be doing right now if I hadn't gone to to Norfolk High. Um, one of the, one of the biggest things, uh, biggest takeaways, I guess, was uh, tennis, which you know this. Nobody else does though. Uh, I'm a tennis player. I actually play tennis in college right now, um, and I never I never thought that tennis would be a sport I'd play. I never thought anything of it. I grew up playing uh, basketball, football. I was a thrower in track, um, and I went to high school and I went from a, a school with like 300 people to a high school with over a thousand kids. And it was just the biggest adjustment ever. And so I was really, really afraid to, to go play basketball or football with these massive teams. And so my freshman year of high school, I was like, to my parents, I was like, guys, I don't know that I want to go do this. This is terrifying. <laughs> um, actually I tried out for the basketball team and I got cut. That was terrible. Um, I didn't even want to mess with football. Um, I did, I did do track, um, and that went really well. Actually, I was a great track thrower. I I did discus and shot put love discus. Um, but since I was just kind of only doing track in high school, my mom and dad were like, dude, you gotta go, uh, you gotta go do something else. Like you can't just be sitting in your room all the time (laughs) doing nothing. You need to go play some sports. And so I was like, uh, what am I going to go do? Like, I don't like soccer. don't like baseball. And my mom was like, I played tennis in high school. You should go try that. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I don't want to go play tennis. Like, what is that sport? I, I don't know. So I what just, year did you start tennis then? I started my sophomore year. Um, she suggested that like towards the end of 
freshman year, like when I was in track, she was just like, you need to do more something else next year, you know, do something else. And I was like, okay, whatever, fine. I'll give tennis a go. And it was crazy. First day of practice, sophomore year, tennis, tennis for boys is in the fall. So, you know, beginning of the year, I think practice has actually started before school even started. Um, first day on the court, you know, bouncing a tennis ball, doing all this weird stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is different. This is kind of fun. Um, I was so bad. I think, I think we had a team of like 27 and I was dead last <laughs> number 27, my, my sophomore year, um, which uh, you went from dead last to getting a scholarship. Exactly. So. Yeah. Looking back, like I never really grew up the most athletic kid or whatever. I was, usually, well, you don't look it. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you look athletic. Yeah. Which is, which is surprising. Right. Um, but I was always kind of dead last on the team. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I fell in love with this sport my sophomore year. And so my, that, that summer, uh, actually no, after sophomore year season. So like beginning in spring, my sophomore year, I just grinded like, I was on the tennis court at least six hours a day, every day. I mean, it was crazy. Um, and I did that the spring all through summer and then junior year hit, And I went from number 27 on a team of 27 to, I think, number four. On, That's a big jump. Yes. On a bigger team too, actually. So I got to play varsity. I played, I think I played two doubles. Maybe I played one doubles. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Um, but it was great. And then senior year was also great. I just, uh, you couldn't get me off a of tennis court. I just fell in love with this sport. It was amazing. So, so tennis was one of the biggest things for me in high school. I can't imagine my life without tennis right now. I don't know where I'd be, what I'd be doing. Um, it was crazy. Were you involved with any other groups or organizations in high school or was it kind of just sports? Uh, sports. Um, I mean, it was tennis track. I didn't, I didn't really do anything else. No, I was just kind of, I was in, I was in that little shell. I never really got out of it. I, you know, I went to classes and I mean, I was just on the court so much that that's all I really cared about. My life became tennis. That was like my identity. <laughs> kind of surprised with your, with your business knowledge and, and your, yeah. and your, <laughs> your love for business that you weren't in like DECA or. Yes. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I got as interested in business in high school um, because like I said, I mean, well, my, you started to towards the end, yeah, I guess yeah, in, in yeah. what I saw. Yes. Uh, like junior, I'd say like second semester of my junior years when I was just, I started to, you know, we took this Dave Ramsey uh, thing. It was like a, a stupid class or whatever, but like, I will, I, I remember everything from it. Um, I just loved it. I loved it. It was so unique uh, learning all these little things that just you never think of. And nobody else in the class really paid attention or cared that we all thought it was dumb, but I shouldn't say we all, I thought it was pretty cool actually. And right. so I just started, you know, every now and then I'd learn something new about business and I just keep keep doing that but either way i mean tennis was still always my priority but business slowly became and has become just a really really big part of my life um but yeah no i guess i was never really involved in any of those groups huh? that's all right that's all right yeah no it's fine <laughs> um going back i'm trying to think 2020 would have been what year for you in in high school uh, well i graduated 22 so sophomore or junior year so how how did that covid year not going to classes impact you um, I guess COVID hit. Okay. Yeah. So COVID hit my sophomore year. Um, and it hit right during track season as track season was starting. And so, you know, I, I didn't really, 
because I had fallen in so much love with tennis that sophomore year, um, track being in the, in the spring, uh, the off season of tennis, like I just kind of didn't care. You know, I was just excited to go home and, you know, play games all day and whatnot. Um, and so I guess I, th- I feel like COVID kind of started getting better like that fall. Cause we went to, we went to school my junior year in the fall. I mean, we had to wear masks on the tennis court in the fall, which sucked, but like, so, I'm surprised with you guys being so far away from each other, but I guess it was pretty much mask everything yeah, right away, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, I think you had to wear a mask for literally everything. Yeah. Um, but so, so that little break didn't really, didn't really affect me at all, actually. I just played tennis still every day and played video games. and. So it didn't really set you back in any kind of way? No, God. I Honestly, COVID was amazing for, I think, a lot of people my age, but it also could have been detrimental to a lot of people my so age. So on the turn side of that, do you think it may have had more of an impact on the younger kids you know grade school hmm. middle school uh negative or positive impact either way um i don't know i guess like i guess if we're talking in terms of gaming like because gaming's getting so popular <laughs> and you know that's something i love too i think a lot of kids might have loved covid because you know they can just go play 10 hours a day with their buddies on video right. games but other kids that might be more social or maybe even not social but just don't have like other aspects of their life like that that they can take advantage of and like, you know, boring ish times like that. Like I'm sure they definitely struggled um, and probably were impacted negatively, especially at a young age when that's something that's so important to you is attention and having fun. Well, and like with you, you were old enough. You were kind of, you already had your values, you know, you, your parents taught you well. <clears throat> um, the biggest worry I think in my mind was that, you know, the younger kids maybe weren't totally set in their values and didn't really know and yeah. it might have impacted you know their work ethic and, mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that that was really my okay thing. so i didn't know if you thought as a, as a younger person if you thought that might impact them in that mm-hmm. in, in a negative I, way i definitely i definitely think it could because uh I, like i said this was kind of sophomore to junior year for me this whole covid thing and something i'm really proud of and i give a lot of props to my parents on like i feel like i had my head screwed on straight pretty dang tight your parents Um, are great yeah at the beginning of my uh, high school career and even to now i think i'm a very mature kid who really just kind of has his head screwed on whereas other people i don't know i can't speak for other people but i can't say the same in a lot of other people's circumstances i guess and so i do think it definitely could have been a struggle for a lot of people it might have been harder for them to learn more about themselves, learn more about other people, um, and just learn, I guess. I mean, that's growing up. You're just learning, maturing. And a lot of people, especially younger people, could have missed out on some of those opportunities with COVID. And social, you know, being social. Yes. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of those years where you learn to develop your <clears throat> you know, your social skills yes. and yeah. actually start talking to people. Mm-hmm. You kind of start that in daycare and preschool, but it's not as – there you're not really – everybody likes everybody yeah yeah and i mean for me actually personally so like one of the reasons i transferred was and i'm sure we'll talk about this all this gaming stuff i used to do a lot of gaming back in um grade school from fifth to eighth grade and i got i got picked on quite a bit for it and it was really tough those those were some tougher years for me but they also like built my character you got picked on for gaming or just it was picked on in general youtube stuff i got I got picked on for a lot of the YouTube stuff I did. And you got picked on for the things that are really popular now. Is yep. that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know it's crazy how that works. <laughs> but uh, I got I got picked on a lot for it, and I was I've always I was always that unsocial kid. You know, I never really talked to girls. I only had a couple guys I ever talked to. Like I just wasn't very social. I was I was different. That's crazy to think that now after I know. seeing you now. You're, <laughs> I know. You're such I know. A- 
Exactly. Social butterfly and so now. that's what I was going to get to. So at the beginning of high school, switching, transferring schools, I was like, okay, Chase, like this is a new start. Like not don't, don't change who you are, but like start trying to be more social. Try to, you know, to start interacting with more people, like get out of your shell and start trying to grow in these aspects that you struggle with. And I, I really did that my freshman year and I did an incredible job of it my freshman year. And so that, I mean, that, that helped me so much. Whereas, you know, other people, maybe COVID like screwed them in that sense. Like they couldn't start trying to get out of their shell at an age that they, it would have been beneficial to them to do so, I guess. Um, so, so yeah, I guess that, and you really strive, you strive for knowledge. Like you always seek out. Yeah. Yes. Try to learn something new all the time. 1% better every day. And that's a great way to do it. Yeah, I didn't want to bring up COVID, but I kind of wanted to see because I, I, you and I never really talked about that. How it really? No, no, I guess we haven't huh? impacted you. And I, I just I was really curious yeah, coming into this. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll ask him about that today, yeah, and, no, and, and I, we'll I've see never, what his thoughts are. Yeah, I've never reflected on that either. I've never really thought about it. So I'm not glad many you people it up. do, and I feel like it's it's a necessary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good question. A good topic to talk to anybody about right i might start doing that now actually yeah yeah it's just to see kind of how they how they felt you know like you you thought you saw it as a positive thing and the next person might see it as a complete negative exactly exactly yeah um moving on to like college so getting into the process of picking a college yes deciding to play a sport (sighs) walk me through okay what you went through with that oh my goodness so uh i go to a college in sioux city morningside university and um honestly the first time I toured this college I was like god no like this place there's no way and I think part of it was the tour guide um and then also tour guides can ruin a whole experience yep yep and the second time I went there the tour guide was great Uh, I actually I talk to him all the time now um but so the first time I went there I was just like uh not a fan they also didn't have a tennis coach at the time like they were in the process of hiring one so there was just a lot of different things about the place I didn't really like and I toured uh, Lincoln and Omaha, two D one, <clears throat> sorry, two Division one schools, um, and then a bunch of other NAI schools. And the, the, the thing for me was like, I really wanted to play tennis, like this sport that literally has became my identity. Like, so there I was no, to, there was no question. You were bound and determined. Yes, you were like, going to college to play, to play tennis, tennis yeah. whether you were getting a scholarship or not. Exactly. Okay, that's good. That's good to know because it's a. Sometimes people, I got burnt out. Yeah. Playing sports in, uh-huh. in high school and, and I had no aspirations to go play. <clears throat> yeah. And actually we, uh, we can get to that. There's uh, a, <coughs> there's something oh, we'll talk about burnout in a little bit. Okay. Um, but so I, uh, I had gone to all these colleges and you know, all the NAI ones they're they're not as, they don't have as much money as your division one. Right. schools. So your division one schools are a lot nicer in a lot of different ways. And so that was a balance I was trying to really figure out, you know, I want, if I'm paying this money to go to a college, I want to go somewhere nice, but I also want to play tennis. So I might have to compromise. And so after touring everything and, uh, doing some evaluations, I was like, mom, dad, we got to go back to a couple colleges. And, you know, Morningside was on top of a few of the other NAI schools. And so I was like, okay, maybe we'll try Morningside again. I went back to Omaha and Lincoln again, which was funny just because, you know, I probably wasn't going to go there anyways, if I was being honest with myself. So I went back to Morningside and I got an incredible tour guide. Um, The guy was awesome. He was so cool, so relatable. Him and I actually have a lot in common. Um, And so that was fun. Uh, They had a new tennis coach at this time. And so I got to meet him great guy uh, uh him and i are so close right now i mean it's, it's it's crazy i see him more than a coach we're just really good friends 
Um, and so there were just a lot of different things. And I, you just kind of people say this all the time and it's hard to believe or fathom until you actually go to college or you actually experience it. But like you really do know, like when it's home, I guess is how some people will say it. Like you just kind of get this feeling and you're like, yep, this is it. Um, and so that's how, that's how I picked Morningside. That second tour, we, we were driving back to Norfolk and I was like, guys, that's it. I'm going to Morningside. Sometimes you just know yeah. whether it's a, you know, picking a college or picking a house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ladies. Yeah. Yeah, you know? dude. No, you just, you get this feeling and it's, it's so indescribable. It's, it's so hard to explain, but I just, I just knew. I knew it. Yeah, half the time you can't describe it. It's no. just like this. This is it. <laughs> yeah, this is, no, I, I, exactly. I don't need to even see anything else. Yeah, and it's a point. great feeling. Like anybody gets to experience those feelings. Like they don't. They don't come too often. Like uh-uh. these just feelings of like this is it. Right. And so it's it's a great it's a great thing to experience for sure. What about um, your major? Is what? Uh, so right now my major is business administration and accounting, and then I'm getting a minor in entrepreneurship and um economics i think yeah nice so business administration for those that don't know is kind of like an overarching business degree if you don't really know which facet of the yeah business industry you want to get into that's kind of what you go for and so actually when i when i uh first went to college and i've I've always had this thing about college like i actually didn't want to go to college because i didn't know what i wanted to do and well, you know my opinion on that. So. Yes. Yeah. And so like my parents really wanted me to go to college because my mom and dad never went to college. And so they really want to see me, you know, f- uh, see this through and see what college can really do for one's career. And I don't blame them for thinking that. Um, but I think that going to college with no idea what you want to do, like you're going to lack motivation in your classes. Uh, you, I mean, you're going to get a degree in possibly something you don't want. Um, it's just I don't think it's a very smart investment. And so that's that's something I struggled with when I went to college. And I was under this thing that Morningside offers called XPath. And it's basically for undecided students. And they put you in all these different things to try to figure out what you want to do. Uh, for a while, I was considering being a CPA, um, just all this different stuff, computer programming. That's a nice program. They didn't really have, at least the colleges that I looked at, they didn't have something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, and it's something new. I think Lincoln's starting to offer something similar. So it's, it is it is a unique program for those that go in undecided. And That's I really think, nice. Yeah, and I think it does a great job of teaching kids, uh, you know, what different things do and what you do in that field and whatnot. So it, it was good, um, but I just had to do a lot of thinking on my own. I, I set up meetings with people all the time, like networking, just to try to get different ideas of what, you know, different jobs do. And that's been one of the biggest uh, pillars for me um, in, in deciding what I actually want to do. Like, I think I'm finally at a place and this is only as of the last couple months. Like, I finally know what my my end goals are, what I really want to do, um, what it is that I enjoy, how I can utilize my strengths to you know my career and so i think that's kind of how i decided what i want to do are you involved in any groups or activities at college uh tennis yeah we need <laughs> so, yeah tennis yeah, i mean like obviously uh, tennis no uh yeah so i go to we have a ceo club accounting club investment club sometimes i'll go to those they're optional um but you know usually they're all on friday and so it's hard to make it to all of them you know i love all three of those in their own way so i'll try Did to you make say it that to you one. were an ra or no yes yes are, this so year i'm an ra I, I would count that as oh, okay yeah as being involved in something because you're yeah. kind of you're in charge of yes. a whole floor Is yep that... yep so gosh dude there's so are much... you the only one no so i'm on a freshman floor and freshman floors require two ras just because you know you got to help help the kids adapt um a lot more help is needed and so we, we i have a co-ra his name's seth um we get along really well but yeah 
it's a it's a fun job. It, it pays well, you know. It helps pay for college. I oh, so it's it pay, it. so it's a paid position. Yeah, 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 yeah. They pay you. Um, it's yeah, it's great. It really is. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, anything else about college you kind of want to touch on? Hmm. Norton's life here before. I mean, college? I mean, there's. There's a lot with college. I, I could talk about. I guess that's tennis. Go for tennis. Okay. Yeah. So, Go for it. so a little bit of a little bit ago, we brought up burnout. Yeah. And um, also, like we're talking about this degree stuff right now, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that have been going through my head lately. So, uh, like I said, I used to play tennis six hours a day. You know, every day, and it's been that way. Not just until that. You were you were teaching kids too yeah oh, you, no, you no, no, taught no, no, my no. son oh yes that okay that that excludes that i'm talking six hours a day training right, on my own right. like i was once you was, got to college yes it was crazy even when i got to college um i i think last year my freshman year i was on court at least six hours a day going 100 percent training so before you left through your first year you were doing how many you, you were doing sessions coaching sessions in the summer yes plus my, my plus summer your was own crazy. plus my own your training. own training so you were you were tennising Oh, crazy amount. 12 hours a day? Oh, crazy 13 hours a day? Yes, plus my job at uh, CertPro. Yeah, yeah just the, to give people kind of a, a concept yes. of you were yeah. around tennis from wake to sleep. Pretty much. Basically. Pretty much. So. It was crazy. I mean, tennis, dude, tennis, just my life. It was insane. So go ahead. I just want to make sure they kind no, of knew No, no, yeah, yeah. Guys, tennis is just, <laughs> it's crazy. It's so hard to explain. Literally my identity, which is a good and bad thing at the same time. But anyway, so my freshman year, I mean, I was on a court six to eight hours a day training 100%. This is the most amount of training I ever did because, you know, in high school I would train, but it wouldn't always be 100%. Like it'd be maybe have some fun for a few hours with somebody and then you know go play a match for some time whereas my freshman year last year it was just a grind 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 and weren't grind, you grind. going into that year with an injury uh yes i I've, I've i've always had like shoulder problems and then tennis elbow so i used to in high school i had a bomb serve it was crazy and going into college i couldn't do that anymore because of my shoulder and elbow problems um, but I finally have it back. Uh, everything's kind of fixed itself somehow. I don't know how, but no surgery or nothing. You just yeah, no rested. Yeah, and... pretty much, uh, which was hard. That's good. I, I always got told rest, rest, rest. And that was always so tough for me just because all I wanted to do is go play tennis. Um, but it did. It did help a lot. Um, so now I'm playing some pretty good tennis. But anyways, so freshman year, I played it an insane amount of tennis, like just crazy. And now this year, um, I'm kind of going through this burnout phase, and it's it's scary. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of tears shed because um, it's 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 tough when when you dedicate every everything you have like to something, and then out of nowhere, you you go through this phase of like, I don't even want to go be on a tennis court. Like it's crazy. Like even right now. It almost feels gross. Yeah. Like you just you yeah. don't even want to touch it. Don't yeah. Even want to be I don't even understand. It's so hard to explain. It's like how can I, how can you love something so much and then all of a sudden you just you don't want to go do it. Did you say that's what you're going through right now? Yes. Yeah. I've been going through it honestly all of this year. Like, Oof. it's been tough. Yeah. That's rough. And it's but it's opened my mind up to a lot of different things, um, which is why I was going to bring up academics too. Um, yeah. So academics. So. You, are you staying in the degrees that you just discussed or is that going to so be transitioning no, as well? That will be transitioning. So right now, because of this burnout phase, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really considering 
uh, I shouldn't say transferring, but I am. That is something I'm looking at. I'm looking at transferring colleges right oh, now. Oh, you, you and I discussed that before, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the problems is I really, I'm starting to fall in love with finance, and that's something I know that I want to get into now, but Morningside doesn't offer a finance degree. Um, and you don't need a finance degree to get into finance, right? You can take your, your tests and whatnot. Um, but like, it's still a degree that I really want, something I want to pursue. And since Morningside doesn't offer that, it's really got me thinking about, you know, am I at the right place? Because really the sole purpose of college is to get a degree in something you want, right? But what makes that so tough is I went to college undecided and with the mindset of I'm here to play tennis. But now that I'm getting even more mature and I'm starting to see different avenues with my life and I'm going through all this tennis stuff not that I want to give up tennis or anything like that that's not what's happening but it's really made me realize how important I think this this degree is to me now and how what I actually want to get out of college and so I'm currently like weighing out all these benefits and you know cons and whatnot so if you go to a bigger college let's say Lincoln which is where I'm thinking um I didn't know if you wanted to say so I was just gonna I'm just putting it out there yeah of course Will you have the opportunity to participate in tennis at the collegiate level there? No, 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 no. I'm not good enough. You to... couldn't even try to walk on or? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, Lincoln's a Division One school. It's crazy. Our our top guy at our NAI school, he's a, uh, nobody here is probably going to understand the UTR system, but he's like a, almost an 11 UTR, which is solid tennis. That's crazy. I'm like, I, I'm probably like an eight to a nine, which is still good. Um, but our top guy is like an 11. Lincoln, a Division One college, their worst guy is probably like a 12.5 or 13. And a one-point difference in a UTR is insane. Like, a one-point difference is crazy. Your professionals are anywhere from like 14 to 16. Uh, your Division One colleges are like 12 to 14 usually. So in short form, can you explain what the UTR kind of is? So it, the UTR is basically, uh, it's a universal tennis ranking. And it goes from anywhere from, I think, 1 to... 16.5 so like i said most of your professionals are around 14 to 16.5 um and then you know you just kind of work your way up it's a it takes your matches that you've played that are sanctioned sanctioned tennis matches means like they count towards a utr system um and it basically just it compares your matches your match scores with these other utrs that you played and it it just it gives you a number and the more matches you play uh, against higher level tennis players you know if you're getting better um you're your UTR will slowly go up if you're getting better and your 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 match play shows that I guess and your scores show that so it's just a, it's just a ranking based on your performance really um but yeah me going division one there there's I there's no way I could play um, so you'd be giving up collegiate tennis uh, yes, if you were to yes. transfer. They, so that's, the, a big, that's a big decision it to make. is and it's tough it's really tough and I could be making uh, uh kind of a emotional decision with where I'm at with tennis right now but I do know that tennis is something I will play the rest of my life. And like Lincoln, they offer a club tennis thing with still some solid players. So like, it's not like I, I would be totally giving up the sport or anything like that. I'm still going to go play all the time, play with some of these, you know, grouped guys. Um, so, so yeah, it's not, it's not like I'm fully giving up. It's more so I'm giving up that team aspect of tennis. Um, but I can still go play in UTR, USTA sanctioned tennis matches, uh, you know, in Nebraska or iowa if i want like so i'm not fully giving it up it's more so just that team aspect that i'd be finally is that just up. like you sign up for to go 
play a sanctioned match? Is, is there tournaments that you can go? Yeah, yeah. So so there's two different ranking systems. There's the UTR and then there's USTA. Same idea. Now, there's USTA tournaments. These are the tournaments you sign up for, and they're sanctioned. And they're, you know, there could be some in Omaha or Lincoln or Sioux Falls. Like, they're anywhere. They're anywhere and everywhere, really. Um, and you just sign up on their website on USTA.com, and, yeah, you go play. Is the USTA, is that what runs most of your, like, major or is that a whole different? No, no, no. Or, uh, I mean, yeah. Can you go from no. the USTA, move yourself up? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yeah. There's so many, so many avenues and routes, I guess, with all that. Staying on tennis, did you have any tennis influencers? Like, did you have, like, a favorite player? Oh, my gosh. Growing up that, like, made you want to pursue tennis? I know you already said that you kind of just fell into, you know, fell into it. Fell into my it, parents, but. yeah. No, um... So I've always been a very, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, right? And if anybody here knows anything about tennis um, and, and you know the word perfect, if, if I said the word perfect and you thought of a tennis player, who, who would you think of? Do you know much for tennis I players? I would say Roger Federer. Okay, Roger Federer. Roger Federer is like by far my favorite tennis player. And not just because like, you know, he was number one for so long or anything like that. Like that guy's done so much for the sport of tennis. He um, has. He yeah. was always, so I'm like, if you heard some of the other the, on the other podcast, I'm always like I was a, ha- a Kobe hater, respected yep, his yep, game, you know all that, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Roger was that in the tennis world uh, for me because okay. I was a Roddick fan, uh-huh. okay. and he beat Roddick every yep, time, yep, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so and <laughs> no, Sampras, and, yep. yeah, dude. and uh, I mean, Agassi, a, yeah. yeah, he was Agassi's kryptonite towards the end he of was, his career. He was, he was, phenomenal player though. I mean, some of the things he had to go through, um, it was just crazy. Uh, three. Again, this is tough to explain, but like tennis, uh, they'll make surface changes. So like the speed of the court or different things like that, they don't make them too often, right? Um, These changes. But Roger Federer in his career went through three surface changes, which is nobody else has ever done that. Well, and he was good on every style of court, too. Yes, yes. And so he's he's... He had to play through a lot of adversity and make these adjustments that were just so difficult for for people to make. And so, like, I have so much more respect, so much more respect for him for for all these other reasons, especially like things outside of that that he's done for tennis. He also bridged the gap for that game or for tennis too. Oh, 100 percent. Getting past the Sampras Augusty yes. time, he bridged that yes, gap into did. like the Roddick the and new, now yes. the Djokovic and the, he yes, that the modern and then the old style of tennis really like he he really did. It was it was it's so cool to see. Um uh and, and I mean it's arguable, you know, Novak Djokovic, uh, Rafa Nadal, like all these guys, you know, everybody has their own opinion on who the number one is, but Roger Federer's just obviously i'm gonna argue that he's my number one but like it's for so many other reasons that i just respect the guy and fell in love with his style of the sport and that's why he is you know that that idol for me um his the way he plays tennis is just perfect it really is um he was very humble too yeah yeah he wasn't a big celebrator he wasn't no he yeah yeah (laughs) That's all I can say about him is, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. He was just a phenomenal guy. He looked beautiful on the tennis court. That's the kind of tennis I strive for. So, yeah, him by far. Well, you're definitely, you are definitely better at tennis than I am. (laughs) We don't know. Oh, we know. Oh, we did. We know. I can can barely even hit the ball. That's okay. I thought I was decent and then. When I actually played somebody who actually is decent at the game, you know, it's actually funny though. Uh, the amount I'm of also people, an old man now too, so I can't I can't keep up like I, I used wouldn't to. say you're an old man, but it is funny the amount of people who say tennis is such an easy sport, 
or whatever. And then they'll literally go one of there. the hardest sports. It is. I haven't played every sport, but out of the sports that I have played, it is one of the hardest to get acclimated to. Yeah, it is. It, it is so hard. Like you think just swinging a tennis racket, and you're gonna hit the ball on the court, but most people, it's hilarious. They'll they'll go swing a racket, and their ball goes out of the fence. <laughs> to actually play it like competitively, like you you can go, you and oh, I can yeah, go, can we can go tap the ball. Oh, and yeah, that's. I, I could probably hit it a little bit harder, uh-huh. but if I try to like. Hit actually it. smack it yep forget about it it's, that ball's yeah, gone. It's gone. yeah it's hard um i would i would compare it to golf honestly in a way i mean i think golf is honestly I'm bad at golf a, too, a little so. tougher but it's just one of those sports that it it's a lot harder than it looks <laughs> way harder uh is there anything else on tennis high school uh, college that you want to touch on right now i'm gonna move into gaming so if that gives you any ooh, kind of idea ooh, gaming um no not really okay. um yeah, that's that's my experiences in those areas. So my question is, because you were a big gamer, you were into YouTube. Why did you completely give up gaming? That's, that's a great question. Video making, like you yes. gave up everything. You gave up the computer. You gave up the <sighs> camera. You gave up the whole yeah, setup. Yeah. So so I'll tell the story. So um, like I said, uh, fifth to eighth grade, uh, I really started getting into gaming. I remember when I transferred to my private school in fifth grade, a lot of a lot of the guys there would always talk about, you know, their Xboxes and Black Ops 2 and how they would play all these games. And I was like, oh, what the heck? I, ha- I had a Wii. So I played, you know, Wii tennis, Wii this, Wii that, whatever, Mario Brothers. And so for Christmas that year, I was like, Mom, Dad, I want an Xbox. And they're like, all right, whatever, fine. So they give me an Xbox, and the first game I get is Black Ops 2 because that's the game that all my buddies are playing. And I start playing that game. God, you're young if that's the game. Black Ops 2 is the one you, you got. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was my uh, – that was my – that's the most nostalgic game to me. It's crazy. Um, but so I started playing it with them and <clears throat> it was just, it was so weird. I, I was just like, I, I wasn't good right away. You know, I'd never played on a console or controller like that in my life. So it might've taken me a few weeks to like start learning, you know, mechanics and whatnot. But within a month, I mean, it was crazy. I was just whooping everybody's butt. Like, I, and I don't know why, like I did play a decent amount. Um, I, it wasn't no like eight hours a day, nothing like that. But like, I just started getting really good at video games and I started just falling in love with it really. And uh, you know, all, all my friends would always just like be like, Oh my gosh, you're good. Like what's, what's going on right now? This is so cool. And, and you, you kind of get that feeling of like, Oh, this is fun. People are hyping me up. Like people think I'm good at this. So, so you want to keep doing it. Um, and so from, you know, fifth to eighth grade, I started playing a lot more games. I started getting really good at many video games. And then I started doing YouTube. You know, YouTube was at, at that age for me, something that you could definitely tell was growing. And at a younger age, you watch a lot of people on YouTube probably. And you want to be that. It came out in 2002, right? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just, I watched a lot of YouTubers that did a lot of the same stuff as me. And I was like, man, this would be fun. And, and I was always, super shy. Like I said, I was always a shy kid. And so I could really be myself behind a camera, which excited me. Like I was like, this is me in in front of a camera. Like it's not me in front of a bunch of kids in class. I can like, I can be me. And so I uh, asked for the next Christmas, I think it should have been in sixth grade. I asked for a cheap computer, a thing called an Elgato that records, you know, your Xbox and just some little, a little bit of equipment so I could start doing all this. And again, my parents are amazing. The fact that they got me this stuff, like, God, I'm spoiled rotten. It was crazy. (laughs) Um, But so I started doing this YouTube thing. And at the age, like, you know, I was young. I didn't, 
it super popular or anything like that. But uh, I could go back and watch some of the videos right now and I will just start crying. Like it was, I remember I would go home from every, from school every day and record a video. And it's like, that was, that was my excitement every day. That's all I looked forward to all day. Nothing else mattered. Like it was me and me and just me right there. Right. I could just be me. And it was, uh, it was just one of the best feelings ever. Um, and so I just fell in love with it. Just the content creation, playing video games, really doing what I loved while being myself and like I did, I got picked on a lot for it. Um, and, and looking back, like, I think it was good. I think it shaped me into who I am today. Um, but it did suck. It, it made it, it made it rough. Um, so I decided to transfer, like I said earlier. Um, and I did this all through fifth through eighth grade, this YouTube gaming stuff. Um, but then I decided to transfer to a public school. And again, I was like, this is a new opportunity for me, right? I didn't want to tell anybody about the YouTube stuff because I didn't want that to be my identity here because I wanted to make friends. You know, I didn't want to get judged the same oh, way Chase I did. is the YouTube guy. Yeah, yeah. And so um, at this time, Fortnite got really big and I was pretty freaking good at Fortnite. And so <laughs> it was really hard because I made a lot of friends. Actually, I did start getting out of my shell and talking to a lot of people. And then this thing, like it just came out of me one day and I told somebody, I was like, yeah, I play video games and I'm pretty good <laughs> or whatever. I don't know, pretty cocky, but whatever. And so I played games with that guy that night and I was, I was really good. And suddenly just words started getting out. People started finding out about all this YouTube stuff and whatnot. And so my freshman year of high school, like I was, I was definitely out of my shell, but people saw me as the, the YouTube guy and you know, the yeah. gaming guy. And I didn't really get picked on for it in high school. I don't think. And if I did, I, I did a really good job of just like, well, you're, you were probably to the point like you are now where it doesn't care. get, it doesn't get to yeah, you. Like, people want to, I'm the same way. If people yeah, want to exactly. say something bad about this thing or that thing, it, it doesn't yeah, bother exactly. me. Any. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. Honestly, I like it. <laughs> it's fuel. Really? That means people are watching. Yeah. Or listening. <laughs> exactly. Or whatever. They're I wasting mean, their time watching just, my yeah. content that's funny to them. Like That's what I love about like you see these trolls on the internet and like well, you you did listen to the content yep, if you're exactly. if you're making a comment. Exactly. So I pre appreciate you for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks for the view. Um it is funny. And I, I don't know why people go out of their way to do that stuff. It just mind boggles me. But you know what? Whatever. Let they got them. nothing else going on in their yeah. life. They have to I guess so. Attempt to ruin somebody else's Exactly. I guess so. Um but so then I kept doing all my stuff my freshman year, you know, the gaming and whatnot. I did, I did amazing with Fortnite. Content was really good. I made I thought I made pretty good content for my age. Um, and then sophomore year, tennis came along, right? And I was still doing all this YouTube stuff, but I was also, you know, playing six hours of tennis every day and whatnot. And so it started to become this really tough balance, like... A YouTube video maybe takes me two hours two hours to record, and then depending on the video, like six to ten hours to edit. That's what a lot of people don't realize yes. is that when it comes to a really well done YouTube video, the the editing process is oh hours hours crazy. hours hours sometimes days. Like seriously, I remember one video I made. It probably took me over twenty hours to edit, and I, I think I did a really good job of editing my videos. That's something that I'm confident in myself is my editing skills. The ones that I saw later, so like when you were doing them, I think still your senior year. Eh, junior. It would have been junior. When did you redo your YouTube channel? To the to the strive, where you only had so many videos. You got rid of your oh, old videos, right? Because my channel got terminated, which we'll talk <clears throat> about. So there's only like two videos on that channel, and I had to make both right. of those in college. 
Um, but those would have been like honestly freshman year in college last year. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought those were still when you mm -hmm. had your. But some of my later videos would have been my junior year in high school, I think. Um, but those are gone. Yes, those are all gone. But those were some of my best videos. Uh, amazing editing went into those. I don't know if you ever saw them, but. Well, was that the was that the whole Minecraft was that the Minecraft ones or are those the more oh, recent? Yeah, ones? I have the Minecraft ones on a hard drive, so maybe you've seen those. Like the releasing how many withers or whatever. Oh, those are TikToks. Those are short form no. contents. I don't anyway, know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. They remember. were good. They, they were very well put together. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm trying I to get a, at. I did a great job. My uh, my personality and then my editing really synced together and helped me make a good video. Um, and and I, especially since I'm older now and more mature, I understand more things. I would love to see what kind of content I could make now, just because of my knowledge and whatnot. Well, you've helped me with mine too. So I mean, you you yeah. have a great knowledge of of how to put things together. Yes, yes. Like you you take my idea. And you, you just, you, know, <laughs> you, you polish it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I don't you know. You know me, I'm very creative, yeah. but it's always like a jumbled mess. Like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, I And get then that. you're like, well, we could do it this way, this way, this way, this way. And I'm like, oh, well, that, that's great. Boom, yeah, it works but out. Thanks for sculpting that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess, I don't know if that's just experience that I have. I don't know what it is. But um, anyways, back to the story. Uh at like junior year ish okay yeah so this balance with tennis and youtube like you know you'd spend 10 to 15 hours on average for a youtube video and then i also wanted to be on a tennis court six to eight hours a day well i also have school and other things i need to do so that finding this balance was so hard it was so so tough and so ultimately i just kind of came to terms and i was like i gotta make a decision it's all out on one of these all out and I don't remember what, you know, made the conclusion of tennis, but I decided tennis. I decided to just go out on tennis and, you know, kind of leave YouTube and all this gaming stuff. And, and You didn't and, just and, leave it. You got rid of it. Yeah. So another thing, I, I built this crazy, crazy room studio. Against my advice. Yes, yes. Oh, not, not building. Oh, yeah. He built the studio. We'll, we'll get to what I said in a minute, but he yeah. built the studio. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I built this studio. It took me like... I don't know, three months to plan out. I had the whole room sketched out. This was a, a, a crazy gaming setup. I was so, so blessed to have this setup, honestly. You made TechSource. So he yeah. he got he made a YouTube series. This guy, he's, he's got many followers, and he does videos on uh, people's setups. You, yes. You, you submitted yes. your stuff, yep, and he yep. picked your stuff yeah. um, out of that whole Yeah, deal. and I was one of the top setups on that. I mean, it was, it was amazing. Like I really did have a, a fantastic setup. I, it was a dream for any, any kid my age. It really was. That was a dream setup for oh anybody, anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter your age. No, it that was, was, yeah. He had a full on studio. It was, in their it house. was, it was so cool. Um, but so I had that and all this stuff. I had invested so much time, energy, money into this. And I just decided tennis was it. I don't know if it was because I knew, uh, with all the gaming stuff, I used to, I was never like a, a fat kid or anything like that, but I, getting into tennis, I started getting into more like resistance training. I became more nutritionally mindful, learning about nutrition, right? So like I started getting healthier physically, mentally, all these different things. And it was, it was a great feeling. And I just thought that tennis was better maybe for my like longevity and for my physical appearance and for all this stuff. And at the age I was so important to me and it still is, it still really is. Um, so I think that could be part of the reason I took that route. I really don't remember exactly why, but that's the route I took. Um, and then uh, I think this happened like my junior or probably my senior year, senior year of uh, high school, towards the end of my senior year. 
uh, my my entire Gmail associated with all of my YouTube stuff. So or all of my content, right? So my YouTube account, my PayPal, my social media, all of it, right? That email got hacked. Um, money got taken out of my PayPal. Um, stuff got posted on my channel. And within days, my YouTube channel was terminated for violating YouTube's uh, impersonation policies, right? So I don't really remember exactly what happened, but somebody got on my channel. And I think it was actually live streams that were happening on my channel. And I didn't realize it at the time. Um, but it went against impersonation and YouTube terminated my channel. And so I fought this for eight to 10 months. I think it, they finally finalized their decision, like towards the end of my freshman year in, in college, um, basically saying like, our decision's final. We can't find evidence. Like your channel's gone. And so all those videos, everything, it's all gone. I have no proof of any of it. I mean, which sucks. Um, it's just all memories, really. You got them on a hard drive, though, don't you? Or are they all gone? Only three of them are on a hard drive. I never... <laughs> That's I too bad. That's my biggest worry. So I, I'm a a scared content creator. So I I have like three different places that I put stuff. Yep, which I will start doing now. Yeah. <laughs> Everything will be getting It's saved. on the physical hard drive, and then it's on two other cloud drives. Yep, and yep. I pay for it all, which sucks, but... Yeah, you know, yeah that storage is not cheap. Um, But uh, so, yeah, my channel got terminated, and so then I was just kind of like, well, shoot, it wasn't so much that like I wanted to keep making content because I was a college athlete, you know, um, but it was just like all those memories, everything just gone. It really, it really stuck, Ugh, sucked. Um, so I made another channel, which we were talking about, yep. um, which there's only like two videos on there. Um, just because like I, I've slowly started to regret fully getting rid of all that. Um, you know, that was a big, big part of my history. Um, and not that it's a waste of time. I don't. I don't think it really was a waste of time. But it, it at also one point been, you did. Yes. So you, you and I, for the listeners out there, you and I had a long conversation about this because you came to me mm-hmm. and you're like, "Here's what I'm thinking." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, at the end of the day, I said, "You do what you feel is correct for you at the time." Yeah. Is really what I came down yeah. to. But I did. I I did advise him not to at least not yeah. get rid of the equipment because that's because once the equipment's gone. Then it's really gone. Yeah, but I guess maybe that's what you wanted. You wanted it to be out of your life. Yes, that, and completely. that is that is what I wanted. I wanted the because I'm like you know in this tennis phase and this business phase. I was like you know this is just a distraction. Like these video games, it's a distraction. I've never really like I'm not if I'm not fully committed to it. Then what the heck? What am I doing? So then I was just like I'm selling it all. Like I got to get rid of this distraction in my life. And I had brought up that. I thought you were maybe going to regret it at some point because I gave you my experience. Yeah. That, you know, I, I run a business. I do the podcasting. I also still game on the side. Yep. It's not something I think is going to be anything profitable, mm-hmm. but it is a great release yes. of the stressors in life. Yes. Whether you're playing Minecraft, whatever you're playing, mm-hmm. it can really release yeah. stress. And, and, and I think you're. Yeah, uh, you're coming Actually, to that realization. I, I have another thing on that topic too, which we can get to in a second. But so yeah, I've definitely started to realize that like this this missing piece of me because it is it is a big piece of me. It might be in my history, but it's still it's there's something about all that that work and whatnot. I love it, and so I actually just. Started buying a bunch of stuff, spent a little bit of money, and I'm getting a bunch of equipment again. I'm gonna start making videos again. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's awesome to hear, though. No, yeah, I, you, you make yeah. good content. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I really am. Um, and I think, I think I'm gonna balance it out. 
you know, I think I'll find a way to balance everything. That's a, that's a word you're going to keep in your life for the rest yes. of your life. Ba- balance is still a word I use yeah. to this day. I use it in my relationship. I use it with my kids. That was the first word you use taught it me with when you. we met. Yeah, yeah. balance. Yep, balance. That was, and then aggregate. <laughs> and aggregate, yeah. We, we were talking insurance at the time, aggregate, yeah. The one but word ba- I remember. Balance was one of the ones I really pushed yeah, for you. you did. And, and explained it. And yeah. Yes. And something I've realized uh, in college, the, the last... I would say the last year I've been very, um, actually, no, probably the last six months I've been like hyper-focused on self-improvement, learning, learning, learning about business, real estate. I'm so passionate about real estate and like, go, 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 go. Never, never break off, never time off, nothing. Like you just got to keep learning. Like, and something I've realized, and I think social media kind of influences this, like with all these gurus making videos and stuff, like you're if you're wasting a little bit of time on tiktok or not like you're wasting your life and whatnot but i'm starting to realize like i don't think that's healthy to teach because no a lot of those gurus are just saying that for the yeah the clicks. exactly and, and i i followed that for a long I get time up at 4 a.m and do yeah. 15 minutes of hot yoga and then i hop in the ice pool and yeah yeah no and and i've really i've really realized that it is important to i mean yeah go all out like do what you can to be successful in whatever way you want, but you still have to find a way to balance. You know, if you read a book for an hour, well, then you get 30 minutes of Netflix, like little things like that. They really do help. They keep you motivated and they make a difference. Like, and I know that staying, staying busy is a thing that I make sure I do too. Like when I don't do that and I, and I take a lazy day, Mm -hmm. I feel horrible. Oh yeah. Me too. All the time. I can't even do it anymore. So like I could, I get to the point if I've laid there for like an hour, yeah, I start to like get unsettled and like I gotta go do something. Do do go mow the lawn. Yeah, go pull, something. do yep. something. Yep. No. Uh, that's also why I started the the podcasting. Yeah. I'm like, this is a great way to, you know, even get out some of my frustrations and and speak to somebody about. Yeah. You know. No, it life is. It's a and, great. Yeah, I love yeah. this. Anyway, so sorry. No, no, no. That's that's what I had really. It's just also going back to the balance. I want to give a shout out to my mom because that's who it came from. Uh, we always talked about balance and I just want to make sure she'll she'll probably get mad at me if I don't <laughs> if I don't give her a shout out. But yeah, she she's taught me the balance. We've always talked about balance. That's a a, a word you you want to keep in your in your life no. to you listeners out there. Just just know balance. If you if you're not feeling balanced, that's probably why yeah. you're not feeling great yep. in your life yep. at the moment. And I I agree hundred percent. I've experienced it the last six months. I've just really realized that balance is is so important. And I think social media just kinda what's the word demoralizes maybe that um makes it seem like that's not if you want to be successful that is not what you can do and i I don't think that's healthy i call it micro hyper focus so you're a very hyper focus yeah kid Mm. i'm gonna call you kid because (laughs) you and i've noticed it's the same thing happened with the gaming you got really into it micro focused or you you hyper focused on it and that was you know that in tennis yep and then you had to pick one Mm -hmm. but you can micro hyper focus Mm -hmm. you can can take different parts of the day and do one thing here for that, and but yeah. staying focused on everything is okay. It's mm-hmm. a, it's okay. You you can balance everything out. Yeah, and it'll work out. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think um, it's important to uh, maybe 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 know your boundaries in a way. Uh, one of my problems has always been I want to get my head dipped into so many different things. Um, you know, whether it be which is okay, it is, but also at the same time, like like I can't run eight businesses at once, like. Or maybe I could eventually, right? But yeah, you, not all you, at once. You need to take little chip. Yes, baby steps. Take little chips off it yes, each time. Exactly. That's what I had to learn too. I was, I was. You, you and I have a lot of similarities. Yeah. I try to bite off everything at once. Yeah, 
and, and, and then I, you know, I did the insurance, got that up and going. I mm-hmm. learned as you know as much as I'm still learning every day. Oh yeah, but I learned a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I've been wanting to do the podcast thing for probably ten years. I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. You, sometimes you just gotta dive in. Yeah. No. And, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But then you dive into that. Learn that and then move on to the next thing. You could have 20 businesses. Yeah, yes. And, and I then agree you just got to find somebody to run them for you. Yes, yes. It's just the baby steps working up to them, not jumping in all at once because then that's when you are going to struggle to find that balance. And fail. Right? You yes. could fail oh, yeah. quickly Much if easier. you don't have preparation. Yes, failure will occur way more often and easier if if you just jump into everything at once. So I do think a, a strategic you know plan in, in approaching your – you, whatever you whatever you want to pursue is is very smart, and I've also learned that. And you do a good job of reaching out to people and getting opinions of people you trust. Oh yeah, yeah. I when think, you're looking to, to do something different or mm-hmm. do something new. Yeah, I, I love I love networking. I absolutely love meeting new people, and um, you know, setting up meetings, learning about them, learning more about what they do, and so that's yeah, like you said. I mean, that's just something that helps me a lot. I guess that's good. That's good. Um, it's good to hear you're getting back into the gaming. I was excited uh, when you said yeah. that. Yeah. One because then you and I can play together. Oh at some yeah. Point. But it's also top tier content. You're baby. you're getting back into it at the same time. I'm trying to do all this, and, and you're gonna we're, we're gonna oh help each other yes, out and, for sure and, and do for sure um to help bring you guys the listeners some some great content. Oh, yeah. He's gonna he's been helping a lot with the podcast and he's gonna help with some other things and we're gonna do we're gonna do some awesome stuff. We oh, got yeah. some awesome stuff planned. Can't give too much away, but he's he's gonna be a part of the you'll probably hear from him quite a bit. We'll do a few more interviews and he'll be a part of some of the other content. Oh yeah. Um a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But moving uh moving away from the gaming and stuff. Unless you got something else you want to talk about on the gaming. No, I think that's 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 the story. Do you want to plug that. your YouTube right now? No, 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 no. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, who are some major role models or influences in your life? And then how have they impacted the decision-making going through what we just talked about, all the decisions that you made? Oh, wow. Who are some of the top <clears throat> influencers? Um, and actually, if you want to take a second to think about that, I'm going to go use the restroom. We'll pause for a second and we'll come back. I like that idea. All right, we're back from our little pee break. <laughs> yeah, G- gave, you, gave you time to uh, to think about the question, the hard, yes. the hard hitting questions we ask Gosh. on touching base. Yeah. Um, so to rehash the question again, who are some major role models or influences in your life, and how have they impacted your decision making? Okay, so for starters, I would say one of this this could probably be for a lot of people, but uh, one of my biggest role models and influences is my dad. Um, and, and a big reason for that, uh, my dad, I mean, he grew up, he didn't really come from a whole lot and he busts his butt every single day, um, you know, trying to find more and better ways to provide for the family, um, trying to set me and my sister up for success. Um, just so many different things. And God, I respect the guy so much for it. Um, it's it's crazy. I've I've lived a very fortunate life, um, in my opinion, and I owe it all to my parents. Really, um, my dad just he's phenomenal in my eyes, uh, and my mom too. Not to discredit her at all. Um, the the way they those two raised me, um, the way they support me, um, it's it's it, words can't explain it. Really, I really. I'm so thankful for the parents I have. Um, they both they both play different roles um, in different ways, I guess, if that makes sense. They both 
I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They just, they both help me in different ways. Um, and together them two, just they're great parents. It's, it really is incredible. Um, so I'd say that's my first one. Um, they're great people. Yeah. Yeah. They, they could probably go back to the word balance. They kind of, yeah. you know, yin and yang type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, they just, I don't know. They support me in everything. They help me with everything. Um, I'm blessed. I really am. They spoil me. <laughs> I'm a spoiled child. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're spoiled because you've you've had to do some things that's on true. your own too. That's true. I I did. They, they taught you well. Yes. You, you learned to. Yes. That's a, if you wanted something at some point, you had to. Yes, do that's it a great point. Um, they they do they balance that out as well. They they spoil me. Um, maybe on like Christmas stuff like that. But they definitely have taught me um like the value of the dollar, work ethics, things like that. Um, you know, I grew up. Um, in high school, I did a lot of detasseling, and I went from just your average detasseler to a, a phenomenal detasseler, um, which for some of you that don't know what that is, you walk through cornfields pulling off tassels on the top of the corn, the little yellow things that stick out. Um, Manual labor in the hot sun. Yeah, it's it sucks. It really does suck. But you get paid for how hard you work and how good you are at your job, and that's what I love about it. And, and you didn't necessarily have to do that. No. It wasn't the thing you had to do. No, I didn't. I just did because I think I, I knew I wanted to do it because it would teach me separate things. And I, I think that was the maturity in me at that age. Like I knew it would suck and I knew I didn't need to do it, but I almost wanted to. I wanted to to, to take something away from it or prove myself, prove something to myself. I don't remember really exactly what it was, but I was so happy I did it. And yeah, it, it was great. I feel like you uh, people should have to go through a tough, I agree. A tough job at a I young agree. age to... 100% um really appreciate yeah things later in life no definitely i think detach and i get a lot of people a lot great. of people do have tough jobs and they still oh yeah some people still do but i think as developing a young person i think having mm -hmm. a, a tough job like that i, I detailed cars yep through yep. high school yep. you know not saying that's harder than whatever no i no, i, but I know it, what was you mean, a, it was a grimy yeah yeah business i have respect know. for people that work in fast food i i will never do that uh but like watching it sometimes it's like oh my god like i I don't want to do that. Well, nowadays, just putting up with some of the people. Yeah, no, <laughs> that come through literally, the customers. Literally, um, so like, there's different. There's respect to be had for a lot of different jobs like that. Right. Um, but I do agree that I think everybody needs to experience something that really instills that value of the dollar and what hard work really is. Work ethic, at, is yes, really, work yeah. ethic at a young age. Um, because again, I think that's another thing that's really shaped my values and whatnot. Um. And so, so yeah, my, my parents just have done a great job with a lot of different things like that. Um, so mom and dad, not just dad. We'll, uh, we'll loop them into one, yes, one category. Yes, they, yeah. they are one unit. <laughs> um, another one would be, uh, his name's Danny. Um, so with, when I started doing all this tennis stuff, I started getting pretty good um, in high school. Uh, Norfolk kind of limited me with the amount of levels in tennis that I could play. Um, Norfolk just doesn't have, you know, the, the best of the best players. Not that that's what I needed to play against, but I needed something next level to start pushing me. So I started going to Sioux City um, to this facility called First Serve Tennis Center. Um, and the guy who ran it, he was a head tennis instructor there. His name was Danny Graves. Um, so I started going there. I did these like group clinics and then I did private lessons with him. Um, at the time, I never knew it would evolve into what it is now, which I'll get to that in a second. But um 
him and I just started building this relationship. And another thing that influenced me going to Morningside was my relationship with Danny. Um, Danny went to Morningside actually in college. Um, Danny, by the way, he's, yes, he's obviously a tennis player. He's the best tennis player in Sioux City. I think I can strongly say that. I mean, this guy, this guy is like nobody else um, anybody has ever seen. It's insane. Uh, I I love the guy. (laughs) He's crazy. It's so hard to explain it. But anyways, um, I started building this relationship with him and uh, I've gotten so close with him in college. I mean, him and I hang out all the time. Just like we'll go out to eat. Uh, There's this place called Monterey in Sioux City. We go there weekly probably it's so good um we just have a strong strong relationship he's not my coach anymore right we're just we're really really tight friends um and i just have so much respect for this guy um he was born he was born with club feet um and he's had and he uh had to get hip surgery not too long ago basically from his waist down uh this guy's had so many problems since birth and he was told he'd never be able to play sports and he became the best tennis player morning size ever had um one of the best players in sioux city um i i think if this guy's body didn't limit him he genuinely could have gone pro and he believes it too his mindset is like nothing i've ever seen um he's just a different he's a different cat he's crazy um and i have so much respect for this guy for so many different way reasons and whatnot and he's taught me so much um uh, just stories from him and whatnot they've really they've changed my views on things they've uh they've tailored me in different ways of thinking um and so he he's influenced me in so many different ways um just because of who he is as a person really and some of the stuff he's done for me um yeah danny i i talk about danny all the time to all my friends uh, i love that guy um so those are my parents and him are definitely two of the bigger um people that have really influenced my life um but then there's other people too um i have a few other guys in sioux city um one of them's my age uh greg he he really influences me in different business ways um i have a few people in norfolk zach you being one of them like different people that i uh have really adapted and brought into my circle because i'm very strict with adults it's a bit different adults are a little more mature but i still choose like who i decide to you know try to grow a relationship with i I choose that very wisely um uh because i mean people you surround yourself with uh you know that's like they say you want to surround yourself with the wealth you want to yeah achieve yeah exactly um and so i surround myself with people that uh, also want to grow as a person or like i can relate to in a lot of ways just i'm I'm very smart with who i allow myself to allow in my circle that's good choices yeah, yeah yeah And you also, like I said, I mean, you've been a great, great pillar with a lot of things in my life. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have, I have a few people, uh, you know, outside of Danny and mom and dad. Um, but those are definitely two of my, two of my bigger ones. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Those are great, great ones to have. It's always good when your parents are, oh yeah, I I figured that was going to be your, your first answer, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) and uh, it probably is for a lot of people, um, but you know, I just, just feel lucky that you. That you have that. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that don't have oh, I know. good it's... influences as parents, and, and mm-hmm. I'm lucky to have it. Um, it's just one of those things that it's tough to think about it is. if you didn't have that, right? It is. It and is. And how that would have shaped your life. It's really hard. 
and and that's one of my, I I reflect on that a lot, and that's one reason that I really want to that I that I try to help other people um, that might be less fortunate um, in that aspect, I guess, um, and, and it really does. It makes you it makes you very feel very blessed with what you have, and you appreciate it. Um, so so yeah. Do you feel like that in your RA position? Are you doing a lot of I don't want to call it leadership mentality, but have you kind of helped along some of the oh, freshmen yeah. that maybe definitely, definitely um, uh, freshman year for a lot of kids, <laughs> kids, <laughs> uh, me as well. My freshman year was really rough in college, but like uh, you get homesick. Like that is a real thing. It's, it's tough. The first year of college is one of the biggest adjustments ever. I get homesick when I go to a hotel. Now yes, still, exactly. So. Like, it's it's hard it's a big adjustment and i i had to help a lot of kids this year through it um and it was it was great it really was uh and i i do think that these things have helped me in that leadership aspect for sure so makes you feel good to help people like that though oh, huh? it does it, it kind of uh, helps your mentality just in yes. your own life you yeah know, yeah i help that person out yeah it, it gives you a great feeling and when you help somebody else like it does it or compliment somebody else I, uh, I'm reading compliment, this compliment, smile, yeah, yeah, hold, you know, hold the door, and um, I'm reading this book right now called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, I'm reading it for like the, I think third time now. Um, one of the things it talks about is a lot of people avoid complimenting other people because they feel as if they're downgrading themselves. You know, everybody wants to have this feeling of uh, importance and being known and whatnot. So like for them to give somebody else a compliment, they're like, well, they don't need to know that I think they look good today, you know, but it's like giving people those compliments really make you feel better, especially some depending on the reaction you might get sometimes like it's crazy. And so it's, uh, that, I don't know. That book teacher has taught me so much, uh, different things like that. But it, it is, it's crazy to think that a lot of people are like that, I guess. Yeah. In the world today, for sure, there's a lot of people that don't want to give compliments for the reason you said. And it's also just because they don't, they don't want to boost up another person. Yeah. No. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to they they boost exactly. their ego. They don't want to, which I think is ridiculous. I do too. I, <laughs> I, do I, too. I feel, I, I feel like I have a, you know, I, I sometimes can have an ego myself, but oh yeah, I mean we I, all can. Uh, I love like when I give compliments out, it boosts my own ego too. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know why people like. No, exactly. Um, I actually I have this uh this goal thing on my wall. Um, I have short term, medium term, and then long term goals, and I have sticky notes on all of them with different goals. And every day I'll put a sticky note from each category on this piece of paper, and those are the things I have to focus on every day. And then I also have a few like non negotiables, so things I have to do every day. And one of those is I have to compliment three people, and I've been doing this for the past uh, probably five weeks now and just three that doesn't seem like too many oh my goodness <laughs> like so but no sometimes i'll try to do even people i don't know right like right, right. it's not like i'm going to my best that, friend that's like, what your goal should be it yes. should be three people you don't and, know and usually that's what it is sorry sorry i should have been more specific <laughs> <laughs> um but like not only has it improved my social skills and walking up to somebody i might not know or whatever but like it it gives you this feeling of like, oh my gosh, like I just did something that was kind of hard, right? Walking up to some random girl, for example, that I don't know who she is. And I just said, she looked pretty today, right? Like that was hard. And I did it and she probably felt good. I feel good. Like that's a win-win. Like I just did right. a good thing, right? And and I think I just I think it's something a lot of people should do more of is just complimenting things like that. They make a difference. And it just it surprises me that people don't do it as much. I and guess. don't expect one back either. 
No, no, that's no. That's no. thing, people. They, they want to compliment somebody because they want one back. No. Like, no. Yeah, that's different. You got to do it out of the kindness of your heart. Yes. It's got to be genuine, too. Very genuine. Don't fake yeah. it. Like, being genuine in but those. But you're a very genuine dude. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't have that. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have that issue. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And like me, I'm just very straightforward. I, yeah, I kind of, exactly. I just Say tell it like it is, it is and yep. that's about it. That's yeah. all you get from me. That's a good thing, though. I like that. Some people don't like it. <laughs> well, then I don't know what to say about that. There's a lot people. of people out there that think I'm kind of an asshole. So, that, well, not at all. Just at first sight. Okay. I kind of give off that vibe. Mm. But people have said that. I don't think so. Close people to me I don't, don't think, think so. so. But, um, <laughs> any, have you thought of anybody else? Is that kind of where you're. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's a big question. I'm sure if I really thought about it. I guess you, it, you said a few more. So I guess you yeah, said your, your like two I main have, ones and then you kind of. I have a few other people in Sioux City, a few in Norfolk that definitely still influence me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you naming me in there. Oh, of that course. Was, I mean was, it too. Seriously. I know you do. I know you didn't just do it for the podcast. Yeah, no. That's not. good. Well, I, I try to give you genuine advice, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not going to be good. It's advice. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, going to kind of move into more some more serious questions. Yeah, yeah. I hope you're ready for that. Yeah, let's do it. So at your age, like, what is your view of the world right now? Oh. Just in general. Like, do you think it's better than when you were a little bit younger? Do you think it's moving in the, in the right mm. direction? What's your outlook for the future? So... Um, and I'm not even talking political. I'm just the world yeah, in general. Which I was going to say that, honestly. I don't really uh, know much or associate myself much with politics. We'll talk about politics in a minute. Yeah, but, so, so not, don't know Just lot. your worldview at the moment. Uh, like my generation stuff, stuff like that. Just how you how you see the world is in your eyes right now. Okay. Um, in a good spot, in a bad spot. Do you broad. think there's room yeah. for improvement? I've, I mean economically and stuff. I don't know if this, that's yeah. kind of politics. However like, route you want to take it. I mean, I think like the way people are right now, definitely mind boggles me. Um, you In know, what way? Like, like getting jobs, stuff like that. Like it blows my mind. Um, and honestly, like I think about this a lot and I don't know if this is ego of me, like egotistical of me or whatever, but like, I know that I'm a mature kid. I'm a head screwed on straight. And so for me to see the way I would say, a very high percentage of my generation acts and whatnot. It really blows my mind. And it, sometimes it drives me crazy. Like I can't stand some things. Um, Are you saying like how they act in person online? Yeah, both, both, both. Um, just, uh, can you give some examples? Gestures, um, the way they talk sometimes, uh, treat other people, different things like that. Um, like in what way? Mm. Treating other people. Like just one quick example of like how you, think that they're in a bad way like they're not treating people well uh yeah maybe or like just they don't care super careless yeah super careless we'll just say something that they might put not no thought uh in their head you know to say which everybody does this like not i shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people do this like they'll just say something without thinking about it at all and that could have been totally demoralizing to the other guy right um just i, I see a lot more of that though when kids my age like they will just say or do things that are crazy um, and another thing, like, I don't, I'm not a party or nothing like that. And I know that's, that's more of a norm, but so different things like that too. Just, I don't know, just doesn't blow my mind, but it's just hard for me to see. Do you think that social media has caused some of that in-person stuff? Um, you think that because you can be whatever you want to be on social media that you, some people think in your generation that they can just go say that to anybody without any repercussions um i think social media has changed the generation stuff in so many ways so many different ways but i don't know 
I don't know that social media would have a huge effect on the way people treat other people. Now, I could be completely wrong, um, and I honestly probably am, but... I personally think it does, but that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah, it's something I honestly have never really thought about. Um, I can definitely... I mean, social media influences us in so many different ways, right? So I can definitely see how... Yeah, I can definitely see how it can change one's attitude towards other people. Like, you know, if you're watching... Um, what's the one guy's name that people... I don't know, he went to jail or something. Um, he, this guru. Uh, oh, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, right? Like if there's if there's a kid my age watching Andrew Tate and just becomes addicted to the guy, right? And then he starts walking up to people like, get out of my way, you know, don't mess with me. Like the yeah, problem I with, can see that. Now, I don't mind Andrew Tate. Which I don't know but much you about have him. To, but you have to take, it, just like any content you're, get, you're, you're receiving into your brain, mm -hmm. you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yes, exactly. You got you to take it. And put it against your values. Do you think that this is something that you believe mm -hmm. in? Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I, I don't think. And maybe it's there's no filter. Like people just don't yeah, have that yeah. that filter of things Could coming be. in. They they take the things coming in, and they think it's gospel, and then move. <laughs> yes, it. yes. And I think I think uh, my generation especially is very vulnerable to to social media in that aspect now. And that's I didn't mean anything mean towards Andrew Tate. I was using that as an example. No, no, of, I know. I yeah, know. Yeah. of how like social media can have an influence on one's. Uh, words or actions well, towards he other said, people. He has said some some off the cuff <laughs> stuff. So no, I mean, he you're, has, you're yeah. not you're not wrong yeah. by saying that. But yeah. Um. But so so yeah. Actually, it social media definitely can affect us in in those ways. Um. But I guess that's that. I don't know. I don't have a huge world view. It's, it's uh, I'm so hyper focused on like the business stuff that sometimes I forget to. No, you're still young about, enough. You don't really have to yeah, think about it quite yet. Um. You know, you don't have kids. You don't have a wife. Yeah. You don't. Exactly. So. So I don't know that I have a huge view on all that, but I do know like people, I do pay a lot of attention to people. Um, I don't know why it's just something I do. And I've just learned a lot in those aspects. And that's something I really, I really stress to Christian to mm. my son, Christian. Mm -hmm. He, um, sometimes he'll get a little overzealous on the games. Yeah. You know, you know, you yeah. know how gaming chats oh, yeah. can be. Oh, He's yeah. to that age where, mm -hmm. you know, you remember being that age where you I, think I you can say whatever you want. Yep. And, yeah. You know, be a jerk <laughs> well to you know we'll be a jerk but then you know he's talking with his friends so yeah like, yeah i i still to this day say some like, oh yeah you always say the meanest stuff oh, to your 100%, friends 100 yeah, that's why jokes. they're your friends <laughs> but you know when it comes to like you know you know some of the words that used to get said in game oh 100 some of them can be racist words yeah, you know, and, yeah. And, and it's common mm -hmm. so i have to make sure that i'm very diligent in saying you know, we we just don't say mm -hmm. that, and, yeah. you, and I don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to hear that word ever coming out of your mouth. And I explain why. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a big proponent of explaining things to him, whereas some parents won't do yes. that. Yeah, yeah. So to say, oh, just don't say that. Yep. You can't ever say that. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I, I explain it to him because I'm like, if I was him, I would want to know why, yeah, why I shouldn't be doing something. Dude, kids, kids always want to know why. Seriously, I mean. Well, then they understand, and then they and they yeah. probably won't do it again. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, I shouldn't say, for the most part, it's it's more likely that they won't. Yeah, but you know, he's got his friends saying it, and, and all these things, mm -hmm. and other, and not just that kind of stuff, but all different kinds. No, of things. yes. And I tell him to bring down the swearing when his, you know, I don't cursing is not a, a big thing to me. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it as long as you're using it in context. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and you're not doing it at school. Yes, like yes. don't do it at school. Don't do it around other parents. Mm -hmm. Like no. Your setting. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right, and then don't be using it like every other word. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like, ah, F, you know, yeah. whatever, once or twice, I'm not, I'm not going to get mad mm -hmm. about it. 
I have a very similar view on that. Yeah. I, I think that, and then they say this, there's studies that people that do curse a lot or have an higher, higher IQ. <laughs> um, and I, I don't do it a lot. Like I said, in the right setting. Yeah. You get, you get yeah. a few beers in me, I might start swearing a little uh-huh. more. No, me too. Me too. <clears throat> you too with the beers, huh? Oh, not the beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought. When you get when I you said. get excited, yeah, yeah Chase yes. doesn't drink. I do not. I do not. He do, and I'm not joking there. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't partake. I do not. Um, <laughs> very very th- rare, but yep. <laughs> that that was a very very broad question. Uh, so I saw. I apologize for that. No, no, that's good. Do, do you see a good outlook for the future though? <laughs> do you, do you see Ooh. the like let's say so Christian would be the next generation under you. Mm-hmm. How do you see you, know, you you've dealt with him a little bit? Yeah. Um, how uh, do you how think, do you feel? I think Christian's a good kid. I really do. Um, I you know I don't know him super well, but it's like from working with him and stuff, he's a bright kid, right? Right. Um, but like one thing, like I see my sister. Uh, my sister is 14 years old. Um, I so see she's, she's three years older than him. Then. Yep. Yep. Um, I see her with her friends all the time and stuff, and her and I are completely different people. Um, I love my sister, I do. Um, but this is just being honest. Like she's more of a follower, I'm more of a leader, and that's that's okay. We all have our own whatever whatever category we fall into, I guess. Uh, whatever. I'd love for her to become more of a leader, though. I think everybody should work on that. But like I see she's her with got her plenty friends. of time. Yeah, she does yeah. exactly. Um, I see her with her friends and just the way that her her friends act. A lot of a lot of kids her age. And it just blows my mind. Um, And it could be I'm such a unique individual, I guess, that it's hard for me to to look at these things. That's what that's what something I always think about. Like, well, you got to remember, you're probably I've said this before, but I think you're three to four years in mental maturity than your age exactly and so i think that's what makes some of this so tough for me like comparing me to and when other it comes people, to th- certain things i don't want you listeners to think that i think he's like this perfect no no kid. no 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 no. he does have his you know i have my flaws there, there sure. are certain things you know but his, his mental maturity for his values in his in his work ethic things like that is uh, way above his pay grade i guess you want to call it yeah um so that's what I want. I want to make sure you guys aren't thinking I'm just you know, <laughs> thinking he's no the bee's and knees. I have this conversation. My best friend Jonathan, him and I are very similar in this aspect. Like we're both just very different compared to a lot of kids our age, um, and so it makes it hard for us to like try to understand why they are the way they are, or like why the way you know my sister and her friends are the way they are. And so it's hard for me to have an opinion or like, I don't want to judge them, you know, but on that stuff, when I'm just a very unique person compared to them. Right. So it's hard. It's, it's just hard to. You also think about the consequences before you do something. Yes. Which I think there are some of the younger generation that don't, mm-hmm. they Definitely. just act, they <clears throat> act before they think. Yes. And you yeah. really gotta, and I was, I was that way. Yeah, and I, I lost my way a little bit in college, mm-hmm. you know, I had, I started drinking a little bit mm-hmm. and you start just yeah. making decisions. You, you, you don't really think about the consequences. No, yeah. You're like, I'm going to do this and I'll, I'll figure it out later. I was that way in high school, uh, with, with my words though, I would, um, I would, I would say things to people, usually friends, usually close friends, you know, like there's still, there's still a boundary to be had though with your, even your best friends. Um, but sometimes I would say a lot of out of pocket stuff to them, like trying to be funny or joke around because I wanted to be funny. Um, and that's something I've really had to get better at was like learning to think before I speak. Yeah. It's getting, you can be funny. You just got to be careful getting too personal. Exactly. So you, you can be funny. You can make fun of certain things, but if you get too personal, that's when it gets, I, yeah. I, I've done that before. Yeah. Too. So, so that's something that I've worked on and we all have our own things, right? That, that we got to work on. Um, so yeah. I think you're, I think you're doing just fine. <laughs> really good. 
So we're going to get a little bit into politics. I know you said you don't really pay attention to a whole lot. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have my thoughts. You are registered to vote, though, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So we we do have an election year approaching next year. Yep. Um, How do you feel you are represented by your politicians? Like, how do you feel right now being represented by your state government and and the federal government at the moment? Uh, I have do, no. do you feel you're being represented well? Um, honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, I know that. I know that gas prices kind of suck. They're actually getting better right now in Sioux City. Uh, they, yeah, they go up and they're down, down yeah. to like two eighty nine right now, which is insane. Um, but in terms anything besides gas prices, I honestly don't. That's I, okay. I don't pay much attention. Um, I think part of that is just because I know a lot of it's out of my control. So I try not to to pay a lot of attention to it, but I also just don't care. Do you think your vote doesn't count? Uh are no, you one no. Of those? I think every I think every vote matters. So you kind of are in control. Yeah. Okay. Yes. In that sense, I'm in control. Um, but like, you know, if I was to vote for, uh, I don't even know. We'll just say Biden again, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know who's all running right now or whatever. But we'll just say I voted for Biden, like, and he gets it, right? Even though I voted for him, I still don't really have a say so in the decisions right. he makes while right. he's in office. Exactly. So it's making you, you your have best, to base it off of what yes, his campaign your best was. judgment right. on what you know beforehand. Right. So yeah, I have a I have a say so in maybe who gets that spot, but I don't have much of a say so in what they actually do in their spot, which is why I I think I just kind of disassociate myself with a lot of it. It's just because I do think a lot of it's out of my control. Um and it it's that goes with a lot of things. It's not just, you know, your president it could be with picking a ceo for a new company right right? um you just it's your best judgment and then a lot of things are that might be a bit different with businesses but just some a lot of things are out of your control um so yeah dude i just don't know do you like the way that the political system is set up do you like the two-party system do you like Uh, i think so i mean yeah so here's gonna be my advice to you with the election you're coming up and you're wanting to vote okay get get a little more knowledge into yeah i probably should who you're gonna vote for i probably should because you have more control than you think because you know you you vote for president and then you vote for you know the house senate things like that that those are the people that are gonna help Mm -hmm. influence Mm -hmm. yeah okay so i would just do just you don't have to do a lot just make make sure you're educated before you yeah i was talking to another ra he's the smartest political guy i know it's ridiculous um and he's an ra and i was telling him how i'd like to start learning more on politics just because that is a gray area in my brain and it is something that i should you know try to fill up more of learn more about because and you got to be careful what kind of content you're consuming when it comes to political content that's that's another scary thing what i do is I, i try to get both you know, both parties takes mm-hmm. from different sites. You know, I'll yeah, listen to so, Fox News and yeah. I'll listen to CNN and yep. I'll listen to this demo. You know, this mm-hmm. uh, uh, Democratic uh, journalist and I'll listen to this Republican journalist. Yep, yep. And I'll try to usually, if you listen to both sides, you can find out where the middle ground is. Because ah. one's going to tell the right side of the story, one's going to tell the left side of the story, and then you, mm-hmm. in your own mind, as long as you can comprehend it all, you can kind of put it together. Mm-hmm. And like me, I'm I'm a Republican, but mm-hmm. I'd be more on like the middle right see and that's what based off of what i know that's where i would put myself yeah um but that's just i don't know a whole lot um i i I know the difference between republican and democrat and like you know the different little nitty-gritty things but like i think that's also where i'd put myself based off what i know but again i don't know a whole lot and i feel like there can be compromises made Mm -hmm. that aren't being made yeah um because it's really just it's either this or that 
pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no discussion of any kind of middle ground, and and I think that's where we're when I get to the whole when I talked about the two party system. That's why I'm not a. I I mean I, I know it's necessary, mm-hmm. but they're not they're not doing it the right way. Yeah. In my opinion, okay. no, I'm not a big political buff. I'm not gonna be able to sit here and dissect everything for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can just tell you how I feel, uh-huh. and that's that's how I feel mm-hmm. about it. Um, I'm de- I'm definitely a Republican. I have Republican views. You're not gonna see me, you know. I'm not even sure what to bring up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I said, I don't want to get too political here, but yeah, no, I understand. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were as a, as a young person because I know mm. there's a lot of young people that are in the same boat. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. you are. They just don't, don't know, know. It and then they just go with either what their parents did. Yeah, or that's a big one. They go with what they th- what they hear on the one side. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody voted for Biden, they're like, well, he's gonna make sure we all have money through the whole college tuition reimbursement yeah, yeah. and blah 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 and it's gonna be great they're gonna fix everything up mm-hmm. well that's not always yeah yeah the way to go and see that's um like one thing one thing i've learned like um the united states has a good government system compared to other countries right yeah okay see so i so i know that well, let's go <laughs> um, yeah yeah, we, yeah i knew that okay um but i guess like freedom man yeah yeah <laughs> But one thing I've noticed, um, and there's again, a lot of countries that have freedom. I shouldn't say like that. There's a lot of countries no, no, that no, do no. have freedom, yeah. but we just yeah. have a better, a good system. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed, and again, I'm not very smart politically though, <clears throat> is like younger people are definitely way more easily influenced by those kind of things, right? Like if Biden says he's going to make college free, well, then you're probably going to get a freaking ton of college people voting for you because of that. But like, that's because we're easily influenced. We don't know the bigger picture. Whereas you're, that are a bit older more mature actually do know the bigger picture which even then even 30 year olds probably they might not have their head screwed on straight and know everything either um which is another reason i've just kind of i I shouldn't say that because i definitely can learn um i've just never made the effort to because i don't know that i care enough but like it's not too difficult you just you know read a little bit about Mm -hmm. it but all I was really trying to say was just I think that a lot of people, especially younger people, are definitely a lot more easily influenced with I would comments agree with like that. And so, you know, that that I shouldn't say that messes with voting, but in a sense it does. Well, it's it's halfway. A lot of the both, both sides are putting out propaganda for yep, both exactly, parties. Exactly. And you, like I said, you have to decipher it mm-hmm. because you can't just take what the left or the right says as gospel. Yeah. You have to know. A little bit about the world, mm-hmm. you know, the world a little bit, mm-hmm. and be able to decipher it yourself. Like when it comes, I'm, I'm gonna. This is the only one that's coming to my head. I'm having trouble thinking of something else. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of controversial. I'm not gonna give my full opinion on it. But when it comes to abortion, mm-hmm. yeah, and the left saying, "Do whatever we want," the right saying, "No, don't do it at all." Yep. There's, in my opinion, there's got to be somewhere in there where there's some middle ground where whether it's, you know, you can do it from the first. Three months, the first trimester. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying what, what my thoughts mean. are. I'm just saying there's got to be somewhere in there that they can we can, we can get the best best of both worlds. Stop talking. The best, not the best of both worlds, but move past it. Like there's more important things going on in the world. Oh, you're saying we get stuck be, on things, st- yeah. and and it just wastes valuable time, time, and resources. Energy. Yeah. Okay. I uh, no, I can't trust me. I that. get I get the people that truly care. Like the, the women should be able to do what they want with their bodies, uh-huh. but then I also see the side. Like that's me. That's what I'm saying. I see mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. So you, there hat like, and there's got to be more than just me out no. there that oh, feel that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it gets it gets tiring to. That's all we're 
discussing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I uh, I understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I agree. I, we, there are so much bigger things that we should be focusing on. And not I'm that sorry that's that not that an was, important topic. But. To the listeners, I'm sorry that's the one I brought up, but that was the only one that was coming to my head at this very second. Oh, yeah, no, I think that was a good example, though. Um, yeah, no, that was good. We may get some hate for that one, but that's okay. No. I didn't give I didn't give any kind of full opinion, but that, that is yeah. my opinion. Is that there's got to be somewhere where we can yeah, kind of discuss and, and yeah. meet in the middle. Um, that's kind of w- what I had down. Um, I know that you're kind of looking at getting some uh, side hustles. Yeah, kind of going on. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of those that sure, you're wanting to do sure. and give little so, hints out to what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, I've been doing a lot of research on not like you know what best side hustle makes the most money. Like, it's not like I'm looking up that crap. I'm really trying to understand different business models, um, pros and cons to them, uh, different things like that. And something I've definitely learned over the past few weeks is that service-based businesses are a lot more, uh, I guess I could say feasible. They're a lot more optimal. Uh, and also for, for my situation would be a lot more simple than jumping into a, non-service-based business um what he means by service-based is um not maybe your traditional sense he wants to probably provide, provide video, video editing service oh, yes yeah, sure exactly yes stuff like that so a cleaning it, service a power washing service different things like that opposed to uh running a online e-commerce store selling right. t-shirts or, or building websites or yes yeah. oh no i would i would say building websites for somebody is a service-based business yeah in my opinion um just there's there's your brick and mortar type stuff. And I didn't think your, you were going to go into the cleaning and the power washing. I thought you were more going towards what you were. Which I am. I am. Those right, were right, examples. Right. Those were examples. I was I, talking about you. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. you're going to do. Is so, you're going to start a power so washing business? Service-based businesses well, is what it. I'm looking into, well, yeah. right? So now, now, uh, the service-based businesses I'm looking into are, one, uh, I have this, you know, mind for editing and graphic design. I love doing the work. It's so fun turning a video into something way more beyond what you can imagine that video could be. Did you ever think about, like, what direct movies? Is that something you ever um, thought no. about? I don't think I would enjoy that. that was, I had a time in my life where I almost went to college for that. Really? Script, script writing and, wow. and direct. Yeah. I was actually, I had applied to two places and then decided against it. That's, that's really neat. I didn't know Well, now know you kind of see why. Okay. The, the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You no, kind of see where I'm going with yeah, some of this yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, for me personally, I think, uh, what I find so unique about editing for like individuals like yourself or editing my videos or somebody like that is every Every individual is different, right? They portray themselves in a different way. They have unique aspects about themselves, right? And when you get to edit something that they made, like you can, you can, you can figure out what those unique things are, what, what it is about them that stands out and really with the power of editing, like emphasize those things, bring them even more out of them to make them a more unique character. And you can just turn a, like I said, a video into something a production yeah like whereas like a video a movie movies are awesome yes but it's it's scripted it's not it's not always you know the true person's personality right they're acting um not that acting isn't cool or anything um it's just there's something different with editing for somebody right and it's also something new every time yes which is why i like the business that i'm in is it's something different every Mm -hmm. day i'm not doing the same monotonous thing Mm -hmm. every single time exactly 
Um, so that's one thing is uh, video editing, graphic design service, um, maybe even expanding that to like social media marketing for an influencer or social media. Um, uh, what's the word? Social media not control, like literally running their social media platform. Like a publicist. In a way, like, I'm, yeah, I'm doing their Instagram, I'm doing their Twitter, all that stuff. That's all in my control. I'm doing it for them. I can't think of the word for whatever reason. Um, but thing, things in that uh, area, I guess, or, that's a big one that I'm... I can't think of the towards. word. I know yeah. it's called something, but social I can't. Social media... Uh, we'll just call runner. it social media marketing. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, uh, another thing I've been thinking about is starting up a cleaning business. And really? I, I, this Because uh, you know. did that, what, for uh, so one I, summer? Yeah, I did. So I cleaned for, for Zach for a summer in his office. And I was just thinking of, because there's two different kinds of service-based businesses. But you worked for a cleaning service, too, didn't you? Uh, Surpro? Yeah, wasn't that? Or is Sur- that more like that's a... Fire and restoration yeah, cleanup. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if there's water damage, we go in. Yeah. Clean it up, kind I kinda, of. I didn't think about that. But it's that not way. like an actual like you're right. not cleaning a desk. Or, you're not putting pledge on the no, desk. No, yeah. Um. Anyways, but <laughs> I was thinking. So there's two different kinds of service based businesses. There's your uh, in person service based businesses, and then there's online or you know remote service based right. businesses. And so with this editing stuff, whatnot, that's all remote. So I was trying to think of different ideas also for in-person service-based businesses. Because, again, I can think up 10 different ideas. I'm sure I can figure out a great business model for them. But, like, I can't jump into 10 things at once. It's just not doable right now. And so I'm well, trying to... the cash flow for some of that startup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm trying to pick one or two things and figure it out and start, right? That's the hardest thing to do always. It's just that first step. Um, and then I can maybe go from there. So... So I kind of got my headset on this uh, remote one, the you know video editing and all that. But for an in-person one, I've really been thinking about either a cleaning service or power washing. Now, the thing about power washing is there's actually a lot more that goes into it than you think, but it's also simple. Like I could just take a power washer to residential homes and be like, hey, 20 bucks, uh, power washer, driveway, whatever. That's fine. But once you start really growing that business, like there's insurance for that, right? Um, there's there's different things. And so I don't want to go in that direction yet, at least. But power washing is a profitable business. It really is. Um, but cleaning service, right? I was just thinking in my room for like, I don't know, sometimes I'll just sit in my chair in my dorm room for a few hours. Just I call it me time. It's good. That, yeah. I do it in mornings a lot yep. or at night in bed when I can't sleep. It's good to sit and think because then you, <laughs> yeah. that's how you, yeah, that's and how you I was get like, your, your day going and that's how you come up with new ideas. Yeah, and- yeah. And I was like, just what's another, you know, service-based business? It'd be just a simple startup and something I could really do just fine, you know, my time, whatever. I was like, well, you know, I cleaned Zach's office once. What if I could, like, just, you know, clean offices? Um, It wouldn't be too difficult. Like, maybe it's just something I do on the weekends, you know, whatever. Um, And so uh, I've been thinking about it. I've been doing a lot of... Uh, so I'll go on Google Maps and maybe I'll type in financial businesses in the Google Maps search bar and it'll give me a list of every financial based place in Sioux City, for example. And so I have this list right now and I'm going to I haven't decided if I'm going to call them or go there and offer this cleaning service. Right. And something I've learned and I love sales. I don't know why I'm, I love sales. My gosh, <laughs> that word gets me excited. Um, and I've, so I've just been thinking of different ways, like, you know, why are they going to pick me? Like, why are they going to have me go clean their office on the weekends or whatever? So I've been really trying to figure out different 
not pitches for per se or whatever, but like different things I could say when I called them. Your know? elevator pitch, basically. Yeah, and so it's it's just been a it's been a fun process. I haven't called anybody yet. Um, I'm thinking I'm not gonna start on that stuff till next semester after Christmas. Um, but I think that's the other thing I'm gonna get started up. Um, it's all about the ideas first. You gotta have yeah, the ideas yeah. freaking so you're, you're in the and right direction. And a little plan. And a little plan. Well, you gotta have a plan. Yeah, I don't think some people. I used to do this all the time. Uh, I used to wanna do drop shipping if anybody's heard of that it's basically just um it's the worst thing in the world yeah e-commerce i gotta do it for a month and it was was just a headache yeah um i see where the money could be made oh yeah for sure but you really gotta like put your full-time effort into it yeah and and that's again social media makes it seem so much easier than it really is they show you the they show you the good they make it seem all great but they don't if you you see see a side hustle on social media it's already been exhausted. Mm-hmm. People have already perfected it. You're not going to have a good time getting into it. Exactly. I can, I can just give you guys all that advice for right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. There is. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I would always, I'd get in these phases. I'd like learn a bunch of crap. I'd spend 10 hours in a day learning about stuff. And then I'd never take that first step. And then it'd be the same thing the next week. Well, I got to learn more and then I can do it. Whereas now it's like, okay, get a little bit of information, you know, have an idea of how this is all going to work. And then just start calling people, dude. Like you got to take that step if you don't pick up the phone. Yeah, right. So, so that's where I'm at right now. I gotta. Not that I don't want to take the first step. I'm just. I think it's kind of a well, weird time for me to start. Till I like I told you, it took me ten years. Yeah. To get to this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took a lot of planning. I know that's that's a long time, but there was other things. You know, we I had children born in there. Mm-hmm. I started. You know, my wife started a business. I took over a business. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of stuff in there, but finally, I was like, it's time. Yeah. We're kind of settled. It's time for me to branch out and finally do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing to do. Like in yeah. the power washing, the that that's <clears throat> that'd be minimal. And and, and the big um, reason I want to yeah yeah and the big reason I want to do it is um I've diversifying your portfolio right um real estate and financial planning are two are my two uh, big things or financial planning and advising are my two big things I really want to get into especially and real all estate. those involve testing yes uh real estate not not real estate sales real estate investing um i love real estate investing not just because of the money that can be made but the business itself i just love it um and so that's honestly one of my biggest end goals but like there's i think there's a lot of importance to diversifying your portfolio you know having a couple different streams of income in case if the real estate market crashes well then it's a good thing i have some of these other things that i can lean on for a nowadays bit. it's very important to have um not all your eggs in one basket exactly exactly um, that's a very important thing to remember not all your eggs in i'm one even basket. trying to start doing that a little bit i mean the, obviously the podcast is going to take yep. the, the streaming and the podcast is, is not going to lift off anytime soon but at least it's a start to something yes exactly um, and we've, we've i've got some other things in the works too but it, it definitely you're right you, yeah. you can't with the way the economy is and the way things are going you can't put all your eggs like exactly. i can't even insurance is a great game an awesome game but it's also right now a very volatile mm-hmm. industry like i got into it at probably the most volatile time yeah. it could be in and i'll work through that change but until things kind of even out i gotta have something to mm-hmm. you know not fall back on but have have yeah have there exactly. ready to go exactly um 
And so, and with me starting up on this YouTube stuff again too, like maybe that will eventually be another good stream of income. We don't know, you know, YouTube's a very saturated thing, market, whatever business, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's just something I've started to realize. I want to diversify a little bit so that I have different things. Um, you know, I think that's just super important. And I'm doing it in things, I don't know that I shouldn't say I'm going to enjoy the clean cleaning thing, but maybe that turns into something where I'm just the guy that runs it and I have people doing it all for me, right? Like, it's a, it's a profitable business. It really is. So, like, I don't know. We'll just, we'll see. That's going to be the hard part is finding help. Yeah. <laughs> That's my wife's running into that right now with the daycare. Just yeah. finding, you know, we're trying to expand, but we can't expand without, like, we, we, we have the, the resources to expand mm. except for so crazy people yeah blows my mind yeah it's a it's a it's it's just nuts right now i think it'll change i think things are going to move forward um yeah I in, hope. In, in a good way yeah they should they should they really should we'll see i don't know i think 2024 is going to be a a big year for an election and i i'm not saying we need a republican i'm just saying we need somebody who is going to move the country in the in the right direction Mm. we're not there right now no so that i agree with that <laughs> yeah um no i agree and i hope 2024 is a good year i'm, I'm excited for 2024 i that's i, I think can't it's gonna believe be a big year for me here no i know <clears throat> it was just summer like i just started getting used to writing 2023 down on all my papers <laughs> right I, god i kept writing 22 for so long yeah i gotta freaking adjust again i get used to it pretty fast because i work with yeah, date. i yeah. work with dates every day but yeah, yeah it does take me mm-hmm. at least a couple weeks it does before. it takes time man yeah yeah, you know my and this, my kids are getting older. There's time just I, I just. What's that like? Kids getting older. When I mean, you're a dad, you start to see your mortality. Even though I'm young, you just start to see like, really? oh man, here in in seven years, Christian's gonna be 18, going off to college, and it's like, you know, we're already halfway past his time at home, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, you really start to think about cherishing the time that you do have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're done having kids. We made that decision because mm-hmm. I really didn't want to keep getting older. And then you got to think another 18 years. And I'm thinking, man, yeah. you know, I got to really cherish the time I have with them while they're here. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been doing a lot more as a family. And it goes back to the balance. Yep. Me adding this and streaming, we had to really balance out where our time is spent. So we've done a lot better job of actually doing, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time on, uh, you know, our phones a lot anymore mm-hmm. where we used to, you know, watch TV for how many yep, hours. Yep. Now we try to do it together. Um, we always, the, one of the staples that have always been in our household is having dinner together. Yeah. Now always. It's in my we house always too. make sure we always yep. sat down except for tonight. Yeah. Obviously there's, there's going to be times where we don't get to do that. I think that's very important though. It's a hugely important yeah. thing because then they get to see that the kids get yeah. to see it. You know, there's a there is a family unit. Mm-hmm. I did that growing up, and I think like I have friends that don't do that, and it just blows my mind. It's like, whoa, yeah. families don't eat together. You gotta have the family unit yeah. together at least one time all together in a day. Yeah, in I my agree. opinion, discuss 100%. your days. Discuss, you know, uh, Kylie and I. Also, we talked to them, even though Declan's only he just turned five mm-hmm. on the sixteenth. It's like we still discuss the changes in our life mm-hmm. that are going on. Like if yeah. there's something important happening in our life, we make sure they know we don't, you know, we might hide from them for a little bit yeah, because we're still discussing it. Mm-hmm. Once we have our decision made and her and I talk, there's not a decision that gets made that we don't discuss together. 
and then we discuss it with the kids. Yep. And then other people get to know. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. I think it's very important because they, they have to know they're a part of the family unit too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Um, I ponder a lot. I think a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited to start a family someday. Yeah. Um, that really is one of my biggest, biggest things I'm excited for. Um, but one of the things I think about all the time, especially since I'm so business and money minded, is like, one, when's, when's a good time to start a family? Like, I want to start a family younger. But at the same time, I think it's a good idea to get financially somewhat set before you start a family. Right. Um, and then another thing like, uh, uh, how do I word this? Ah, no, no, no. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. Like, when do you think not is a good time to have kids, but like, do you think it's smarter to get a little more financially set so that maybe when you do have a family, you can enjoy some more time, whether it be vacations or stuff with them, because you have that money to play around with instead of, starting a family younger and then maybe you're not struggling but it's harder to maybe go on some of those trips or whatnot with them um if if you know what i'm asking there's there's never an opportune time (laughs) to have kids yeah yeah that's the the first answer i'm gonna give you Mm -hmm. you can be the most financially stable but then it's gonna hit you mentally it's good it's gonna hit you somewhere else but as far as being financially stable i would obviously recommend you know having some money saved up but there's there are people out there that with can't they can't save the money mm-hmm. so i mean if you feel ready go for it gotcha. you know don't do it now yeah i was just gonna say this isn't me talking <laughs> but, but if you're but if now. you're you know i would definitely i would get married first before you bring kids into oh the for sure picture no, i would make sure that you um spend a year or two at least a year with that person nope yep and i agree with married that as well. yep 100%. 100%. Uh, you see a lot of people getting uh, divorced yeah. With kids in the picture, um, you know, I my my parents got divorced when I was young, um, but I have a g- wonderful stepdad that I call dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's mom and dad, mm-hmm. and that's who they yep. are. Yep. Um, so I, I was lucky. I was lucky that I was still had, a, had a, the whole family yeah. unit. Yeah. Um, but getting into, I, I don't know. It, you're never going to be ready. Mm-hmm. But definitely spend the time. I understand that. Yeah. To, because you want to make sure that you two are compatible before you start bringing another life in, no, into no definitely definitely into the picture yeah and i mean that's i agree 100% i i and you said vacations and stuff you don't necessarily have to have all this lavish money to be able to go on vacations yeah it's cool but you could just go to the park oh could, yeah for sure you know and yeah. then granted vacations are awesome but no 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 that that is a great point sometimes though. vacations can be more stressful than they yeah, are good yeah and then you don't really get that quality mm-hmm. time. No, I understand. One of my, one of my, uh, this is kind of vacation though. But one of my biggest memories growing up was going camping at, at Pierce with the family. But that's uh, simple. That's yeah, nice and it simple. Is, it and is, and that's something I would love to do with my family. Um, it's probably because so, yeah, it was a low, things. it was a low stress yeah. environment. Yeah. Your dad wasn't, you know, having to wrangle I'm not, everybody yeah, together. I'm not a beach guy. I'd, I'd rather camp. So no, hundred yeah. percent. Simpler, simpler things are good. We we did go to. We took the kids to. Um, Adventureland over the summer. Oh, I've never that been was there. so. I was stressing out about it. Yeah, I'm like, this is gonna be scary, hectic. Long. It yeah. was great. It was great. It was awesome. Um, we made sure we stayed right there. We were able to walk it. We didn't have to drive um, too far from yeah, yeah, whatever. So it was it was great. It, it ended up being a less a less stressful situation mm-hmm. than than I expected. <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, there's really to answer your question again. There's really no opportune time. Yeah, like you're never gonna be fully 
ready mm-hmm. for when it happens. I got to get into a relationship before any of that happens right. anyway. So did Was you there, know that? What? I've never had a girlfriend. Did you know that? Uh, you, I mean, you and I have discussed it. Yeah, yeah. I think you've, I mean. Nine, you, almost 20 years old. My never sister. Never had a girlfriend. I mean, you've had, you've had. Yeah, almost. That was close to one. That's what I thought. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, it's I guess funny, you, though. you kids don't make it to it. It takes you guys a while to make it official. No, right? no. That was not me. It, that was a situation. <laughs> that was, I, that was out of my control. situation shit yep, nowadays? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting eight months for me. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sure. um, it's it's funny though. My sister, who's fourteen, she's got a she's got a boyfriend now. So, as an older brother, it's kind of hard, especially an older brother that doesn't have a girlfriend. That's just kind of weird. But <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You you were a busy kid though. You didn't really. I mean. Yeah, I was just so focused on me, like growing. It as might a have person. been better that you didn't. Yeah, I I think I think. It was a good thing, really good thing. Helped me uh, mature myself and learn more about myself growing up. Um, whereas having, like, I'll be honest, when I was in that situationship or whatever for like I don't know seven months in 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 college, um, those seven months I definitely fell off in terms of focusing on myself more. And so, reflecting back, right, like now I know. That's not something I want to happen. Um, like I need to have that balance of still being able to focus on myself and the relationship or whatever that was, but still, um, so it was a good learning thing for me. Um, but I do think it was a good thing that growing up, I was never in one cause it definitely helped me, uh, focus on myself more and learn a lot more about myself. You're also going to find out as you get out of college and things like that, you can have as many goals and as many plans as you want. Those are all going to change in five years. Yeah heard that 10 years they're gonna they're gonna be ever-changing so just make sure and you, and i know you're gonna be but just make sure you can adapt yep yep and change don't don't be so focused on something that you can't put it off for a year you can't mm-hmm. you know i would have never got to this point where i'm at now if i wouldn't have been able to adapt and put off and yeah you know yeah. if i would have just jumped into this six years ago it probably mm-hmm. would have been the most horrible thing that was ever put out as a podcast yeah, or yeah no. or a stream or whatever and so far we've gotten good feedback from the people that yeah, have listened to the, to the useless assumptions, which is the other podcast. And this is the first recording that I've done for touching base, but it will be the second episode. So you guys, you yeah. guys will be hearing this as the second episode, but woo, woo. and we'll get chase back on again. I think we're probably going to wrap it up yeah, there, yeah. but um, I do appreciate you coming in. No, this I know you, awesome. you were excited for this. I was excited. I love if I'm sitting behind a microphone, it's just, it's a blast. <laughs> it's a, a different feeling. Isn't it, it is. Just it be is. Able to get, yeah. Uh, this is uh this is this is a fun experience, especially with you. You did a great job. Well, I tried. Really well, so no. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, like I said, this will be the second episode. Uh, hopefully, um, we're gonna keep these coming out probably hopefully once a week, just like the other podcast. And uh, again, Chase, thank you for coming in. Yes, no, thanks for. We'll having have me. you back. I think uh, people will enjoy it. Heck yeah! And we'll see you guys next time.